When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Halloween weekend. Something is here. And is there a doctor in the house? Who are you? I'm the doctor. This is Ross. This is Dan. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend, Friday, October 29th through Sunday, October 31st. We're counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Audiences at large still haven't been able to experience Marvel's Eternals yet, but film critics' mixed responses to the movie, opening next Friday, have caused it to become the lowest-rated title of any in the MCU to date. As of Thursday night, Eternals currently sits on Rotten Tomatoes with a 62% rating. It's still a fresh score on the review's aggregator, but it's even lower than the score for Thor The Dark World, which was the previous lowest rated MCU movie with 66%. You can check out a roundup of reviews of the movie, which is directed by Oscar winner Chloe Zhao and starring Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, Kumail Nanjiani, Brian Tyree Henry, Kit Harrington, and more at EW.com. The final season of Blackish is bringing on a very special guest star who can certainly relate to saying goodbye after an eight-year run. ABC has announced that former First Lady Michelle Obama will be appearing on the show when it returns mid-season in 2022. While visiting ABC's Jimmy Kimmel Live to promote the new Schitt's Creek book, Best Wishes, Warmest Regards, actor Dan Levy showed off some license plates that fans had personalized with the popular catchphrase, Ew, David, which he admitted he's not the biggest fan of. Have a listen. It has resulted in a a sort of tagline that I think will haunt me for the rest of my life. I hope so. I hope it does. I mean, really, I hope it does. Ew is not necessarily something you want screamed at you in your most vulnerable time. Well, maybe he doesn't like ew, but gotta say, I'm not mad that it spells E-W. Paramount Plus has revealed the four judges for its upcoming competition, Queen of the Universe. Michelle Visage, Trixie Mattel, Vanessa Williams, and Leona Lewis will preside over the series, which you can think of as Drag Race meets Eurovision, as it pits drag queens from 10 countries around the world against each other in a duel for vocal supremacy. Graham Norton will host the show, which premieres December 2nd. You can check out our exclusive interviews with the judges at EW.com, which of course is where you can get more on all these stories, plus other news reviews, interviews, and more. Now let's head to the heart of L.A. for this weekend's number five pick, Fairfax. The new adult animated comedy follows four middle school best friends on their never-ending quest for clout on L.A.'s Fairfax Avenue, the center of hype beast culture. Despite its very current milieu, though, the series is about the timeless struggle to be cooler than you are, to fit in while standing out, and what it feels like to wait in line for a pair of sneakers that you're just never going to get. 
Here's a preview. Just moved here from Oregon with my family. Can I get a whoop whoop? Don't do that. Fast. I'm coming in fast. What's everyone waiting for? The train's Thursday drop. Totally. What's a drop? <gasps> the f you just say? Did my little baby make friends? Best friends. So there's this kid, Benny. He's a hype beast. This place is a fashion gold mine. And this girl, Derica, she could legit be president. Stop milking almonds. And there's Truman. He's super artsy. Fire. When do you turn 18? I'm 13, Miss V. Don't make me cancel you. Good morning, Fairfax. You going to Melody's pool party this weekend? Guys, go to bed. It's an emergency. What the hell are you doing? I haven't talked on the phone since the fourth grade. Hang up and text us back. That voice cast you just heard includes Skylar Gazondo, Kiersey Clemens, Peter S. Kim, and Jabuki Young-White as the Central Quartet, with guest stars including Billy Porter, Camila Mendez, and J.B. Smoove, among others. Also, there are pot-smoking pigeons, because why not? You can start rolling down Fairfax on Amazon Prime Video right now. Now, let's throw it to our number four pick, Colin in Black and White. From co-creators Ava DuVernay and Colin Kaepernick, this six-episode drama tells the former NFL quarterback's coming-of-age story, starting with his childhood as the adopted son of a white couple and continuing through his football career and eventual shift to social activism. Kaepernick himself appears as the present-day narrator of his own story and an MC of sorts, leading viewers through educational segments in each episode. Here's a preview. Look, you got a ton of natural talent, okay? Go! But Johnson, what? he's the prototype I'm looking for. Growing up with white parents, I assumed their privilege was mine. You too good? Okay. Fine, thanks. Yeah, I'm good too. Thanks. I was in for a rude awakening. What's up with Kaepernick? The hair. Something climbing out the back of his head. Not acceptable. Pitch black like the night. We going ultra black. It's November, and you have no offers for football. You want to be somebody's second choice? I'm ultra black. You're just going to have to prove them wrong. Why am I always the one that has to prove them wrong? As EW's Kristen Baldwin wrote in her B review, quote, Duvernay and Kaepernick want to make viewers uncomfortable because that's as close as many of us will ever get to understanding young Colin's experience. Kristen also praises 18-year-old actor Jaden Michael's turn as the young Kaepernick. Michael, quote, embodies both the cocky swagger of an athletic prodigy and the profound sensitivity of a boy on the cusp of young adulthood. Like the teenage athlete he portrays, this kid is destined to be a star. And speaking of that star, EW's Derek Lawrence chatted with Michael about this huge opportunity and winning this role. Here he is on the pressures he felt in tackling the story and what he hopes viewers take away from it. There's a lot of stresses that come with any project, but especially a project of this magnitude. I mean, the conversations that we're having are, you know, they're conversations that need to be had. And um, one of the things that were on the forefront of my mind while trying to shape Colin for the show was, you know, do I want to uh, straight out attack these conversations and, and ask these questions blatantly or, or do I want to sort of make a, an experience for, for everyone? And I think I settled somewhere in between where I, I found that I think it's most important for people who maybe don't agree with Colin to find a safe place to at least watch something interesting and informative where they can redo their research and, and try and understand Colin from a different perspective. So yeah, I think I think that was 
probably the scariest part of the pre-shooting, just building the character and thinking about how is Colin going to to identify in the audience and how to build Colin in a way that it feels like, you know, he's just a normal teenager. He's a normal teenager facing unreal circumstances, and those circumstances built the legend that we see today. Well, you can see his performance unfold in Colin in Black and White, streaming on Netflix now. Before we change gears too much, Colin in Black and White also gave us our soundbite of the week. In episode three, Colin's dad, played by Nick Offerman, is finally letting him drive and exercise his learner's permit. And he's ready to burn some rubber after he gets everything on the car adjusted. Ready. No rush. Just like to get out of the driveway by Christmas. It's about to get too fast, too furious in this Dodge Caravan. Okay, cool your jets, learner's permit. Eyes on the road, keep your hands at 10 and 2. Let's go. R.I.P. Dodge Caravan. No longer in production after 2020. Once again, you can stream Colin in black and white on Netflix. Number three. All right, folks, now it is time to summon up our number three pick, Paranormal Activity Next of Kin. The Paranormal Activity franchise has been resurrected with this new movie on Paramount Plus, in which a documentary filmmaker follows a young woman named Margot as she heads to a secluded Amish community in hopes of meeting and learning about her long lost mother and extended family. But after a string of strange events and discoveries, she soon realizes this community might be hiding something sinister. Because, well, of course it is. Next of Kin combines the found footage conceit of paranormal activity with a midsummer-esque twist of folk horror. Just in time for Halloween. Here's a bit of the trailer. I like your doll. What's her name? Yeah. You know, that was my mom's name. She used to live here a long time ago. She's still here. What did you say? Whoa. Why would they build a church all the way back here? What is that? The demon Asmodeus was trapped inside a chosen woman of God. This has happened before. From my mom? You can't have me and my baby? All right, well, I think that's about enough of that. You can stream Paranormal Activity Next of Kin on Paramount Plus now, and you might want to keep the lights on while you watch. Trivia. It is trivia time. The original Paranormal Activity was shot for just $15,000, at least at first. How much extra money was spent on the film in post-production after it was picked up by Paramount? $50,000, $100,000, or $200,000? Stick around for the answer and our top two picks. What to Watch? We'll be right back. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. 
Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. If you are one of the many who have finished Squid Game and want to venture deeper into Korean entertainment, Joe Manganiello has some recommendations for you. The True Blood actor, who lent his voice to the new R-rated animated movie The Spine of Night, now playing in theaters and on VOD, recently spoke to EW to answer the question, what you watching? What have I been watching lately while I've been here on the set of AMC's Moonhaven in Dublin, Ireland? I've been watching Squid Game like a lot of you out there, but I've been a huge fan of Korean cinema all the way back to old boy. I was the one who saw it first out of all my group of friends who was telling everybody, you got to see this movie. you got to see this movie. What's it about? I'm not going to tell you. Just watch it tonight. I saw The Devil, another great Korean film. And then, of course, you know, when Parasite won, I just said, see, I told you so to everybody. So to me, Squid Game is like the next in that line of great, great, great Korean cinema. They just have been doing it bigger and better for so many years. And I'm so glad that they're finally getting their do. And I'm hoping, hoping that the rest of the world will start paying attention because all too often with the entertainment industry, it's what's successful, but man, I hope there's more projects like this to come out. Great job. And if you haven't seen it, go go run to your TV sets and watch it tonight. Well, you heard the man. You can find Squid Game on Netflix, of course, and I Saw the Devil is available to rent or buy on digital platforms or to stream on Canopy, where you can also find Old Boy and which you can access through your local library. And if you still haven't seen Parasite, that Best Picture Oscar winner is streaming on Hulu. Now, hop aboard the TARDIS for our number two pick, Doctor Who, or rather, Doctor Who Flux, as this new season is being billed. In contrast to the last few seasons, showrunner Chris Chibnall has said Flux will be more like the Who serials of the past, six episodes all telling one unified story. Details are being tightly guarded, but we do know that this will be Jodie Whittaker's final season as the Doctor, though she'll star in three more specials before her exit, so there's still a ways to go before we say goodbye. For now, Whittaker's 13th Doctor and her companion Yaz will face some familiar foes, including the Weeping Angels, Cybermen, and Suntarans, while meeting some new friends, including new companion Dan Lewis, played by British comedian John Bishop, and a fighter pilot named Vinder, played by Game of Thrones' Jacob Anderson. Here's a preview. It's happening again. Who are you? I'm the doctor. This is Jazz. This is Dan. Why don't I know about this? And who else does? Very odd. I can't help feeling that some of this is my fault. Run for your life! Maybe we should have brought that to you a little bit more gently. Sounds like some textbook Doctor Who right there. But we'll see what twists and turns the writers have up their sleeves in the coming weeks. The new season begins Sunday at 8 p.m. on BBC America. And now, don't steal away just yet, because it's time for our number one pick, Army of Thieves. 
In this prequel to Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, small-town bank teller Dieter gets drawn into the adventure of a lifetime when a mysterious woman recruits him into a massive heist. He'll join a crew of Interpol's most wanted criminals, attempting to break into four legendary, impossible-to-crack safes across Europe. But as their heist is proceeding, reports trickle in about the start of a little undead apocalypse in America, which may come around to bite them. Here's a preview. I'd like you to meet the team. Karina, our master hacker. Rolf, our getaway driver. And last but not least, our very own real-life action hero, Mr. Brad Cage. So is it like in a movie film where each one of us has a different skill set and it's only working together that we can pull off that which needs the pulling off? Yes, it's exactly like that. By the way, Matthias Schweikufer, who plays Dieter in both Army of Thieves and Army of the Dead, stepped into the director's chair for this movie, in addition to reprising his role. EW's Clark Collis also spoke to Schweikufer and Snyder about how that ended up happening. Matthias, I know you've directed before, but how did you wind up being the director on, on this? It's easy, Zach. Uh, we had a coffee together and he just offered me... Uh, this part to be the director of the film and I had a coffee and I spit all my coffee you know out of my coffee cup and uh, I said yes of course so uh, um, that's that it's like simple like this right Zach yeah I mean it just you know I knew he was had directed films in Germany and I knew that he knew this character better than anyone and it just seemed like a perfect fit and okay. it's turned out to be so 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 the, the film school should really be running courses on how to get a coffee with Zack Snyder is, is, is what we're learning. That's one of the things. That's one of the ways in Hollywood, you know, there's different paths. Having a coffee with me is one of them. Well, that is a Hollywood success story if I've ever heard one. Army of Thieves is streaming now on Netflix. this weekend the answer to our trivia question how much extra money was spent to finish the original paranormal activity after it was picked up by paramount fifty thousand one hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars so much for found footage the answer is a cool two hundred thousand dollars that money was spent on a new ending and visual effects but the film is still cited as the most profitable movie ever made based on box office grosses coming in at 193 million dollars worldwide versus production costs that's our show for this weekend. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. What to Watch. This episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmall.